2: to the loudmouth project voices of reason i'm jason lee along with amy donaldson this week we are joined by forrest good he's the ceo and founder of pastimes it's an app that uh, connects people who are interested in the outdoors they're building a social platform for people to engage in all things outdoors and i want to say uh thank you very much Forrest, for joining us today
1: thanks jason
3: yeah, I'm very excited so, about this uh, entire idea. Right when I heard about it, I thought, well, we could definitely do this. I've spent a ton of time, as Jason knows, exploring the a outdoors. A ton of time. <laughs> I'm limping today. I'm surprised
2: she doesn't have just like a tent outside already.
3: <laughs> I barely could find a pair of pants that would cover my swollen knee from falling on Saturday. But um, I guess I want to start with what you know, what your connection to the outdoors is. So, where are you from? And sort of what brought you to Utah and this outdoor idea?
1: So I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I moved out to Utah about six years ago. And when I moved out here, I fell in love with the mountains. And so growing up, I didn't have the opportunity to do all the outdoor activities that I do today. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a kid again when I moved out here with how close we are to the mountains. And I... Really threw myself into it. I got into rock climbing and skiing and mountain biking and just love it.
3: But I was going to, like, so you came here for a job?
1: Yeah. So I actually, I moved here five years ago uh, because of a, an acquisition. I had started a company called Hack Hands and I actually started that in New York with uh, two other co founders. And we moved to San Francisco and then uh, a company from, we partnered with a uh, Utah-based company called Pluralsight, which actually ended up yeah. uh, acquiring
3: us. And that
1: is the reason for why I moved to Utah.
3: Jason knows something so about for you, Pluralsight.
2: Well, I mean, I, I, I did tech for a little while. So, I mean, obviously, Pluralsight's pretty uh, it's, it's uh, a larger company here. So when you when you got in, uh, kind of involved with them, did they have the same kind of ideas you had for, for your app and your platform to kind of create this outdoor uh, uh, connection for people?
1: So the connection here is that I started a, a community for software engineers, and that was based out in San Francisco. And uh, what happened is when I moved out here, I was helping Pluralsight build a, a community for mentors to help their learners get more on demand, a richer format for for learning. And so uh, while I was doing that, as as I lived here i that's i i got the opportunity to do all the outdoor activities and and what's funny about that is i actually um i came out on a on a blizzard the first time i came out here and and aaron the ceo of Pluralsight was telling us how you know there's uh powder days and people plural has this great work culture where people can enjoy the the snow whenever people call in sick to get out and, and enjoy the powder so um i i started really falling in love with the outdoors uh through the the while well, living here and that convinced us our entire team to actually move here
3: so had you done had you been involved in rock climbing had you done some of these activities but just not to the level that- i
1: i started in san francisco i started rock climbing indoors and uh my <laughs> first time ever climbing outside was here in utah
3: What was that transition like? I love this story between being in a gym and being outside.
1: It's so different, and it's scary. And when you're indoors, you have all of the colors that tell you which direction to go. And outdoors, you are just feeling everything on the rock and grabbing onto anything that you you, you can hold yourself onto.
3: Did you like it right away, or did it take some adjustment?
1: Yeah, I I definitely felt more of the adrenaline, and and I think that— the the uh the focus is was was certainly more there with outdoors just a lot more uh, had you risk done much rock
2: climbing had you done much rock climbing i mean out, so you've
1: never done any outdoor rock climbing then? so yeah no i did not do any rock climbing hardly any skiing i did a little bit of road cycling
3: okay so All that, right.
1: in san francisco
3: and so um you are working for them when you de- decide to build this app or how to No, so
1: out? I actually spent uh, a little bit over 4 years working for PluralSay and that was in a, in the context of of helping them uh build a, a community for mentors. And and then the transition to Pastimes was uh, when I left, I I wanted to um I wanted to do something here. I wanted to start a company and uh a, a good friend of mine uh named Rod, he and I together had this vision for how there's always people that like the same activities. But as we go through our week, we realize that we didn't spend the time to reach out to these folks. And as you get older, it becomes harder and harder to have those interfaces and touch points. Mm -hmm. So together, uh, we we really saw an opportunity to take technology and uh, allow that to especially mobile technology, to make it easier for people to discover and find others who are interested in the same activities so that you're not sitting at home alone and on the weekend and you have something always to do.
3: Was that because rock climbing is tough on your own? It's a tough thing to do by yourself?
1: Well, a lot of or? these out- outdoor activities, they require partners, uh, and it's it's much safer to do them with partners. And so, yeah, for rock climbing specifically, if you don't have someone to belay you on the other side of the rope – you really, uh, you're going to be free soloing, and and there's only so many people <laughs> that can do that. And you have to work that.
3: your way up to that, right? <laughs> like that's the goal. Yeah,
2: and, and Alex Honnold isn't around to help you do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and what's funny about Alex Honnold is they, they say that you know he didn't have a lot of of partners whenever he was younger to go climbing, and that's why he got into free solo climbing.
3: Hmm, interesting.
2: But he also, I mean, and, and I don't want to get too far off on this because I will talk about him for an hour. By the way, I don't know nothing about rock climbing, but I know about him. Uh, and this other kid, whose name I, I'm going to uh, forget in a second, but he, he did a movie. I've, if you ever watched, if you love rock climbing, Free Solo is obviously a great movie. The Dawn Wall, Tommy is Caldwell, is fantastic. Tommy Caldwell, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tommy Caldwell is that that young man. Just he, he just warms my heart to think of. If you if you never watched this movie, and I don't want to give it away too much, but there's this point where he is climbing with another gentleman, who is having the worst time, the worst time, <laughs> and. He never left him. Yeah, yeah. I I, I cry thinking about it because yeah. he could have. Yep, you know, that's- but he didn't. That, that's that's the kind of thing that this this activity I think, like yeah. you said, it uh, it brings. You you are there with a partner. You yeah. it, you can't you do this together. You don't do it by yourself. And so I think when you when you mentioned this kind of thing and that you got to go out and do this with a partner and you know always be with somebody, that's one of the things that would make this uh, something that so many people want to do.
3: Well, I think that's the attraction of some of these non-traditional sports. Like, you know, we know because Jason and I both play traditional sports. You are on a team, or you do it individually, and it's mm-hmm. all set up for you. Um, what you love, what I love about running community is you can jump in a different group um, and have a different experience with the people that you're with, and it is your their victory becomes your victory.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and to add on that, I. One of the things that I fell in love with with rock climbing was the community, and a lot of Mm times I enjoyed just hanging out with new, making new connections and and meeting people and hanging out by the the campfire at the crag more than spending time on the on the rock, challenging myself, trying to climb it. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I saw. Yeah, go ahead, Jason.
2: No, I just say when we I want to run out of time for this segment. When we come back, I want to ask you a little bit more about how you hope to grow it, and and I mean, obviously, this is you're at the kind of beginning stages of this. And there's a lot of people to kind of get involved in it. But how do you make it so that people understand where the platform is and how they begin to use it in a way that makes that community grow? We're speaking today with uh, Forrest Good. He's the CEO and founder of Pastimes. It's an uh, app that's a platform that's uh, developed for all things outdoors, and he is getting it up and going. Uh, You're listening to Voices of Reason. We are back with the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason, Amy Donaldson and Jason Lee. On this episode, we are joined by Forrest Good, CEO and founder of Pastimes. It's a uh, social uh, media platform for all things outdoors and helping people get connected for doing outdoor activities. And, uh, Amy?
3: Yeah, I just wondered. um, I actually have a lot of questions about this, uh, (laughs) this idea of social. Because it seems I go to the outdoors because I don't want to deal with life anymore. I want to forget that we have technology or that I have responsibilities. Did you have some trepidation or some, did you have to sort of reconcile this idea of being out in the wild? It is safer to have a phone, to have technology. Did you have some conversations about how much people would want to engage with technology if they're engaging in outdoor activities?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we started pastimes right around, right before COVID hit. And what happened with with the pandemic was that it was out the outdoors were, that was the place to do. You know, all it was the, like the
3: only thing open. Exactly. Right? So like,
1: there, there's a lot less. Um, well, people are getting screen time fatigue because of all of the, all of the Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what we, you know, it, so it's an interesting question about technology and and really where where the technology is used. It's a tool for you to be able to find someone and then you get outside and uh, our domain is actually pastimes.io and we're really, we have a, like an Easter egg in that IO because it's really like the app that you use inside to get outside. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be a tool and we we actually don't want to be a social media platform. We want to be a social connection tool that helps you find those those other people that are in your local area who enjoy the same activities that are at the same skill level and are like-minded for you to have a connection outside together.
3: Because that's honestly one of the only reasons I still enjoy Facebook is there are groups that I'm a part of, dog rescue groups, hiking groups, a, women, a women's hiking group. We actually had a trip planned that got canceled by COVID. Um, but people can post, like, I'm doing this trip by myself? Or does anyone have suggestions? Is that going to have that capability where you can exchange information? Or is it simply a matter of like, I'm rock climbing this Saturday at 10am in Big Cottonwood. Does anyone want to come?
1: Yeah. So Facebook groups, that's that's the opportunity that we saw where uh, Facebook... Groups seem to be the only tool left that people are using Facebook for. And,
3: um, well, there's still some people using them to argue over stuff. But yeah. And, and so we, we can get into that positive in a positive yeah. way. Right. Yeah. So uh,
1: the positive and negative from, from my experience. And so, uh, Facebook largely is a, is a impression ad platform. So they really do want you to stay engaged in, in the platform and, uh, we we want to be the opposite. We're not really interested in in the discourse and and the um, the ads, uh, but rather we want to be a really efficient tool. And so, what we saw with Facebook groups is not not everybody ha- wants to be vulnerable and wants to post. Hey, I'm looking for a partner. Does anybody want to get out? There are yeah. certainly then, people that do.
3: And then check out my page and find out where I live and where I work. And right.
1: So so really, that was where where Pastimes was born.
3: Yeah, Uh, by seeing. Can
2: I ask
1: you one quick question? Sure, Jason.
2: So, I mean, and and again, I'm not trying to do all those comparisons, but so I I feel like Meetup is kind of uh, one of these things where you can try to find common interests with people. But you're you're trying to grow a community in a different way, it seems.
1: Right. So So Meetup, uh, really, they started they they had a great idea and and a great uh, start to create it, being a tool that helped local organizers create events. And what happened is Facebook actually came along and offered the same tooling through groups. And they really just took Meetup's lunch. And A lot we're seeing a lot of, of those Meetup groups that were established, they're moving to Facebook. And now we're seeing people actually want to move away from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Meetup is for larger group events and Pastimes is, is closer to finding more casual outings or partners. And so it has tooling for you to be able to really filter the locals and have individual connections and conversations with the people so that you feel comfortable compared to the larger bulk coordination that, you know, or the adverse selection that comes from having a large group and having anybody attend.
3: So before we get into like specifically how it works, like where you find it and how you get involved in it, um, as a woman, like these kind of things scare me because um, that's why I Mm join women's only groups. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, I do some groups, but I don't post very much and I don't share information um, but I wonder how do you make sure people don't prey on other people and how much responsibility do you have yeah, about the connections people are making
1: it's a great it's a great question and so from the beginning we've done user research to really understand what tools we could build so that women felt comfortable and it's not women it's it's any any gender and identity mm-hmm. so uh, the first thing it starts with uh, you coming into the platform and you getting asked, you know, what is what? How would you like to represent your gender? And so, if you if you don't have, if you would like not to say, you can do that. You can prefer not to say, or you can say that you're non-binary. And then from there, there's tools to be able to to create a private account, so only your the connections that you become friends with can actually see the information on your profile. And then the the biggest tool and the most recent tool that we've created for creating trust and safety on the on the app is a, a feature where you can actually indicate that you only want to be discovered or visible to your own gender. And so uh, ah. we we had we had a lot of user input that suggested that women were only involved in interested in connecting with other women, and they're, they're using Facebook groups for women. Mm-hmm. And so that was where mm-hmm. that feature was born.
3: Well, and I can tell you part of that is that you um, you have a different experience in a group that's all women than you do in a co-ed group. Um, it's just like any, I don't know, it's kind of like playing co-ed softball. It's a reason I didn't, I stopped playing. It's you. It's a lesser experience for me. Are there men, like my running buddy is, a, is a, and my running group was met, all men, but they were friends I met through a veterans group. They were not friends I met doing the sport because any, it seems like any athletic or, or physical activity, it feels diminished when you're with men who don't know you and don't respect you and don't want you to have the same experience that they're having. And that's just been my so it, experience in the co-ed universe.
2: Real quickly, I know we only got about a minute and a half to go. Out. So, so you're saying that because there's this, uh, I guess, the mixed gender thing, it, it makes it less enjoyable for you?
3: So, oh, so. You're asking me this question? Yeah. Yeah. No, I it, it does diminish. Yeah. If I join like I joined a co ed soccer uh, group at the at the request of a friend, a friend, a colleague here at the paper. And it was a miserable experience. I didn't want to play. I okay. felt like the men didn't have any. They didn't know if I was good and they didn't care. And they didn't, want okay. to teach, they didn't want to teach me. They didn't want to help me have a good experience. They were just there to win. <laughs> and so whoever they could get on the field that helped them win, and th- that was their goal, and, or, to have, or for them to have a good experience. And that's been my experience with covid sports experiences. So obviously one of the issues I had when you mentioned the app was, how do you not have n- diminished this situation for women? I know we have to take a break, Jason. Sorry.
2: That's no, it's okay. But, uh, well, I, at least now Forrest knows exactly why to make, make it so that women can have uh, their, own, uh, their own setup. We're speaking today with Forrest Good. He's the CEO and founder of Pastimes. It's a social platform for all things outdoors and, and create opportunities for connections for people who like outdoor activities. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with him. You're listening to Voices of Reason. Welcome back to Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. I'm Jason Lee, along with Amy Donaldson. Today we're joined by Forrest Good, CEO and founder of Pastimes. It's a social platform for all things outdoors. And, uh, you know, Forrest, we've been talking about your platform, but I I guess, where do you find it and how how do you, if you want to become involved, uh, how do you do that?
1: So the app is available for download on iOS and Android in the Apple and Google Play Store. And uh, anyone can go and download it today
2: so uh, when you go down and downloaded what how do you I mean how do you get involved i guess is what i should be asking
1: so w- once you download the app you can create an account and we require you to use a valid phone number and this is another trust and safety uh design where we want people to really represent their their actual identities and it's a lot easier for you to to create a, a alternative account that, or multiple accounts with an email so we require a phone number from the beginning and you we require users to verify their their identity through that through a pin that gets sent once you create an account
3: Sorry, I'm making noise because I'm trying to download your app while I'm uh, while I'm while we're talking no I just thought I would see um, uh, so for are you worried at all about I mean obviously this is geared towards younger people but there are people my age who probably would need it more because when you're younger you make friends easier you have social circles the more you, the longer you work. It seems like, and the longer you have kids and you have responsibilities, the smaller your friend group gets. And, and because friends take time and energy and things that you don't right. have when you're married or a mom or a grandma, and so you might need this more. But it, do you? Is it intuitive enough that someone could walk through it and say, oh, "Okay, I could do this." And um, and and can you find people in other places? Like obviously, I would connect with people here, and you would want to have a community that in the place where you live, but what if I'm traveling, I'm going to Alaska to do something for a couple of weeks. Maybe I want to connect there. Can you find people there? Sorry, that's like 10 questions yeah, in no, one, but
1: just, just starting with the first one yeah. uh, you know, when you can, old yeah, people w- use it? That's yeah, the question. So, so it's not for, <laughs> only for, for younger people. And, and that was, uh, you know, I, I'm in my mid thirties. And as I, I graduated college and, and moved around and had different jobs, I realized that meeting new people, uh, it, is actually quite difficult, and so we especially
3: meeting new people who have the same interests. Exactly, you can meet absolutely. People. That's yeah. not a problem.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, and and the app is is really for all ages, and and we're finding more people, especially with pickleball. We, you know, pickleball is, is an activity <laughs> that is on the so app good. that has become really popular, and and what's great about pickleball is that it, it any age can play, and yeah. so we have people that are in their sixties playing with people that are in their twenties, mm-hmm. and then uh, how great is that? Yeah, it's 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 great, and that's our mission. Our mission is really to help more people participate in the outdoors. So mm-hmm. okay. uh, we want to we want to remove uh, the barriers for for that.
2: Like you mentioned, pickleball, and obviously we talk about like rock climbing, hiking. What is, what are some of the other activities that uh, you hope to have people kind of engage in uh, using your uh, platform?
1: Yeah, I'll talk about the activities. I want to answer that last question about oh, yeah. moving around, yeah. and and so. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, we have a feature where you can come into the app and you can change your location and so if if you know you're coming you're going to be traveling to New York to to do any kind of activities there, you could change your location here in Utah to New York and already start making connections uh, and and browsing the events that are going on.
3: Well, because there's always times where I think I would love to do a hike here, but I just do what's visible, what I can easily see or get to because if I ask the people I'm associated with, which are usually reporters or coaches and they don't always hike or know the trails. Um, so I end up trying to run stuff by myself and not get lost so that my mother you know, doesn't nag me about – trying to kill myself in the outdoors. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and that goes back to the the Facebook platform because with Facebook, you have to be in a group for each activity in each region. Yeah, And so this is decoupling those Facebook groups and really being one app that brings everything together. And, and then this, the other thing about the app that is really different and unique is that it allows you to set when you're available and then the app actually suggests and recommends others to connect with based on your skill level and your your availability.
3: Hmm. Awesome. I mean and, and okay.
1: then uh for the activities, uh we actually have over 80 activities on the app right now. And so wow. we 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 really focused on, you know, the seasonal activities when we launched back in in the fall and the winter and we had a lot of backcountry skiing and skiing uh and now as we've transitioned into spring, we're seeing a lot more cycling and hiking. And um all of these, the activities such as pickleball that we mentioned that are self-organized or activities that you would play pickup in the parks, those have also become really popular on the app. Mm-hmm. So from, from about pickleball, golf? yeah, golf is another one. And, and actually in Utah, what's been interesting is disc golf has been you know an activity that people have. Um, it, it's in order to find other disc golfers. Mm-hmm. This, this is a, an, an avenue and an opportunity for people to connect that they may otherwise not have had uh, because Meetup and Facebook weren't great tools for those communities.
3: So, one of the things I've I've loved about Facebook because I have family all over the country is that it keeps us connected. Like I liked Marco Polo when it came out because we could send videos back and forth, video, and you didn't have to be available to take a FaceTime call. You could just send a video to my mom and she could kind of participate a little bit in what I was doing. I love these ways of staying connected. I th- I feel like that's always been a double-edged sword. Are there downsides to being to using an app to find or were there downsides you discussed that you wanted to make sure you didn't you didn't um, fall into?
1: yeah I, I mean really the it's it's going back to we're our focus is really helping people find new connections mm. and so some of those other apps that you've, you've mentioned they're really about the relationships and maintaining the relationships. We really we focus with a persona called Adventurous Alex, who whether they're just moving to a new place or they're looking for new friends and that, that do those activities. And now what we're seeing is that there's a bigger platform or bigger opportunity for us to connect everything in the outdoors. And now we're looking at other ways and other personas for how we help you do more with your friends that you have. And so that's okay. where some more tooling is it could help those those connections.
3: Do you ever think it's so fascinating and sort of ironic that you came up with this idea on the cusp of COVID? I mean, a pandemic?
1: Yeah. At, at first, I thought I was maybe crazy. And I was thinking, you know, what, what am I doing creating? You know, what are we doing as a team creating a, a social connection app during a pandemic? Mm-hmm. And, and then what happened is we realized that cycling was – the cycling industry blew up and you couldn't and still cannot find bikes or bike parts. And we realized that everyone turned back to cycling. And a lot, there's a research report that just came out that OIA just uh, released, which talks about how there's been an increase in, in outdoor recreation and it's helping with diversity. It's helping with the gender gap because they're seeing a lot more people who were going to concerts and theaters and events turning to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing that. There's a huge opportunity now, as yeah. we as there's light at the end of the tunnel with COVID, and that more people are getting vaccines. That people need an app to reconnect, and
2: so that's it, it, where it we're.
3: Took, it took a pandemic to make hiking feel safer than a play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> In a way, that's kind of sad, though. I mean, like you say, it, it's we had it here all along, but you know, we we kind of took it for granted.
3: Yeah. I, and, I, and i I should note that I remember this in two thousand and eight. I read a study that when we've had great recessions or or issues in in our in our government or in our society, um people have turned to recreational sports, recreational activities because it is the way they manage stress and it's the way they find joy. Um, And some people do it all the time, but for some people it takes, uh, oh, I can't afford to do anything else. Maybe I'll take up hiking or walking. (laughs) You know what I mean? Absolutely.
1: And and with COVID, so many Zoom calls, so much screen fatigue, Mm -hmm. and so much mental health and um, outdoors have been proven. Outdoor activities have Mm -hmm. been proven to improve physical and mental health.
2: When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Forrest Good. He's the CEO and founder of Pastimes, the social platform for all things outdoors. And I want to kind of follow up on what you were just saying uh, for us. You know, we, we don't uh, use the outdoors as much as we probably could because that's where really all the fun is, if you ask me. We'll continue our discussion when we come back. You're listening to Voices of Reese. back to the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason, Amy Donaldson, Jason Lee, joined today by Forrest Good, founder and CEO of Pastimes, the app that connects all things uh, outdoors. And, you know, uh, as we were leaving the last uh, segment, Forrest mentioned, you know, people getting outside more. You know, when I was young, our parents, my grandmother particularly, I would go visit her and my, I had uh, relatives there about my age. She would basically say, leave my house and just be back by the time it's dark. So we were out. That's what we, we played outside. We road bikes or we play ball you know you just do all of the just kind of wandering to be honest with you we, <laughs> there were little games we could play outside we didn't have video games we didn't want to watch television no we, we wanted play to be up, outdoors
3: pick up softball or pick up basketball absolutely you know, everything every,
2: yeah and so what, what i appreciate about this app is it's trying to get us back into a uh, frame of mind because covid made us want to go back outside again rather than be cooped up in our houses and you know being on the screen because let's be honest i guess if, you, if you're a young kid you might want to do that all the time but for me the moment I could get outside, I was jumping out there as quickly as i could,
3: yeah I mean you it is it does seem it might have seemed crazy at the beginning a year ago, but in one year's time, now it seems like maybe the most valuable thing you can give people is a connection. Do you think about that
1: yeah that, that's part of it that's our mission, and that's what in, inspires us to create this this app, and we are seeing that there's an elation in our users when they find a new friend and they, they have a a connection and that's really the value that we focused on by creating that persona that is called adventurous Alex. And we, we had a lot of different ideas at first and we had to prioritize and simplify the app to really focus on that user. And now we're seeing that that value of, of, of getting a user to get outside and meet someone new is is very rewarding and and having people come back to the app to find more friends is is now how we're we're looking to grow the app
3: what do you do when people are like i'm tired i do have zoom fatigue and i'm tired i'm not i don't want facebook tracking me and i don't want 5g and my vaccine you know i don't want any of this so i don't want to be connected in any way what do you say to those people? Because that's probably there's probably some people who are just that kind of tired and grouchy about yeah, the last I, year. There,
1: there is certainly some feedback uh, with with that profile and that that traditional.
3: Are per- they trying to use the app and then tell you what's wrong with it?
1: Sure. You know, we've had some <laughs> users that have signed up and have, have given us that feedback. But you know, there are there are just people that that want to. They, they want the outdoors to be theirs. They don't want more people participating. they want
3: it to be wild. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. they like the idea, especially with climbers, they like the ideas of people coming up to someone randomly and asking them for a, a belay. and and so what all we're doing is we're helping that process be more more efficient
3: well, and i and I understand that the problem with the wild being wild when you're a fifty two year old woman is like it 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 makes it more intimidating like sure. there's a lot of th- aspects of um, the outdoors kayaking, paddleboarding that I would do more if I didn't have to try to drum up somebody to do it with me. Does somebody else have a day off? Does somebody else have a, a board or do I have to buy two, which I did so that I could always have a friend with me, but it's, I think there are the, and some people don't have that money. Maybe they want to go paddleboarding, They don't have a board.
1: Yeah. And, and that, that comes back to our mission and we are helping more people get in participate in the outdoors by lowering the barriers. And one of the barriers and one of the most important barriers is having a partner to do the activity with who can mentor you, who has extra gear, who has the equipment and can help you do that activity safely.
3: It's interesting. So can they, so I'm thinking about this and c- cause my first reaction to the, to hearing about the app was uh, oh, I don't, it's like a dating people are going to take it and use it as a dating thing, right? Like not, not a genuine friendship or a group. Uh, Like what I like about the ladies groups I'm in, people are there to hike. They're there to run. They're there to do the activity. Um, But so when you're – can you give someone feedback like, yeah, I met you for rock climbing but like I'm good. Like how do you – I don't know because that's the other sort of I think off-putting ideas. Am I going to have to like ghost a bunch of people that I don't like anymore or that I didn't get along with? I went with and they're – maybe they're too competitive. Maybe yeah. they're too intense.
1: Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you say online dating app. We are an app to help people find like-minded like partners to do activities. And so mm-hmm. what we found is Bumble, a dating app, was actually being used for Bumble BFF. And that was for, for people to find just plutonic mm-hmm. relationships. And so that's another trend that tells us, hey, people are looking for friends, not necessarily dating Certainly, pastimes could lead to dating or romantic relationships, uh, but we're not we ha- we're not focused on doing that, and we've intentionally yeah, designed. You're that. not
3: focused on that, but like, how do people have interest? Like, can they block a person, or yeah. can they say like I- I'm good, I don't want to do that activity anymore? Or
1: so there's several paths to be able to restrict or block a user where we're, we're actually working on block right now. And it's a sensitive uh, feature. So we're, we're really wanting to do it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now there's tools in place on the app for you to be able to report a user for you to be able to actually make your profile private, to make your yourself only visible to the, to the gender that you want to be visible to because there are people who are only sending messages to the opposite sex because they're looking for a, more of a dating or romantic partner. And so going back to your question about the the groups, you know, that is kind of the next step. And we started with just partner finding, but we have a, a really big vision here as a platform to help build those features that would, would give the value for for what what you're looking for and, and what you have on those Facebook groups.
3: So what's like your big vision for this? What do you what do you think is possible with pastimes?
1: The big vision, and, and this will go back to your question earlier. Um, is to be the LinkedIn for the outdoors. So to actually have that, your profile that represents all of your experience. I endorse
3: you as a climber. (laughs) Exactly. And and having the community. (laughs) Your belay skills are on point.
1: (laughs) Having, having vouching in the app or having endorsements where someone, whenever they go to your profile, they can see either badges or, or, a, a way that doesn't ostracize yeah. the community, but really helps you know that that you're a great partner, a great fit for getting out and doing those activities.
2: And
3: you're together. not a jerk, and you clean up after your dog or whatever.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well right, sure. but you're
2: just a person that uh, is out there for the purpose of enjoying this experience and trying to help others who have the same kind of, uh, I, you know, likes that you do enjoy this uh, experience as
1: well. That's great.
3: Is this how? Is this what you thought it would be? I mean, do you think it's going to improve people's lives?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a social good project. I think it does help people going back to the mental and physical health and having new friends. And, and we, we know that people are lonely, especially with the COVID pandemic. So uh, to answer your question, you know, we, we started out trying to be a more efficient tool to connect people. And now we're turning into more of a platform that's, that goes way beyond just connecting people, but it connects people with skills, mentors, and gear. And so, really, that's the holistic, bigger vision of being a dedicated platform for the outdoors. And we may even expand beyond outdoors, but we really feel like like serving our outdoor community is the best way to grow. Interesting.
2: Excellent. Listen, I want to uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I'm looking forward to using that app myself, actually.
1: I know.
3: So I, know, I,
2: know. I need some golf partners. <laughs> uh, that'll be funny, all of that. Uh, Thanks, we've Jason. been talking today with Forrest Good. He's the CEO and founder of Pastimes, an app that connects people and doing all things uh, outdoors. Please check it out on uh, I, what is iOS and on Android. Join us again for the next episode of the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. If you have any comments about the show, please contact us via email at vormed at gmail.com or at vorjasonl at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at adonsports and at Jason Lee One. Our show's Twitter handle is at podcast. Check out our Facebook page. And you can also find and subscribe to free episodes of our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or all the other places where you find interesting content. Be sure to review our show as well. We love to get your feedback, and it helps us grow our audience. Until next time, I'm Jason Lee. When you engage in passionate debates, do your best to keep your dialogue civil. Try to be the voice of reason.